As you get ready to listen to your new episode of Shooting Lights Out, Shooting Lights Out is brought to you by Fanatics and Liz. Fanatics, your official license is everything sports-wise. NFL, NBA, Major League, NHL, and even college sports. As the March of Ma- uh, the madness of March continues to come on, get your college gear now and get free shipping over orders of $24. Just use the promo code 24SHIP. Lids, Lids, buy locker rooms by Lids. Get your favorite hat work, t shirts, customized t shirt from Lids. Locker rooms by Lids. Use the promo code BOAT24 for free shipping over orders over $24. Now it's time for shooting lights out. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, how y'all doing on this Monday, the first Monday of the new month of March? We are in the month of March, ladies and gentlemen, which means madness is in the air. Basketball is in all types of madness, if you can think of, and it's the wonderful time of the year. Y'all know who I am, the Playmaker Down in Silence here, your host of Shooting Lights so Up on the Playmaker Spot Sports Network, and I'm happy to be here right now. First and foremost, shout out to my boy, my brother, T. Campbell, aka Shadow to Real, for the beautiful song Motivation. You can listen to it on his Canvas album. Yes, it's available on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your favorite music on. It's on all of us. Shout out to Shadow to Real for that lovely intro and outro. I am appreciative of my brother here, my brother in arms. We got a good, we have a long, we have a pretty long show today because. Because basketball got to get talked about. EBA got to get talked about. There's a lot going on around this time. That's why we love this time of the month because it's March and Madness is all in the air. And speaking of which, let's start off with our ladies of college basketball, shall we? As you see here, you see the full slate of the big of the big toy because the big toy didn't have all the uh, Standings figured out yet for the Big 12 championship game. They still have some games to play. These were the games. There was the notable games. The 23rd ranked Cyclones of Iowa State taking care of home court on senior day, 76-52 over Texas Tech. Bedlam down in Stillwater, Oklahoma, as the 16-ranked Sooner Sports senior day for the OK State Cowgirls, 80-71. Same thing for Texas, the 12th-ranked Longhorns. Finish off the tops of the Big 12 and spoiling K State's senior day 80 to 52. And coincidentally, West Virginia did the same thing. The Mountain, the Lady Mountaineers spoiled the Lady Bears senior day 63 to 52. 
We will get to the Big 12 tournament a little later on in the segment, but bear with me here as we got to recap everything that took place in this in this week for the women's college basketball. As we continue on, we had tournament punches happen over the weekend. First tournament punch came from the Ohio Valley Conference when the Tennessee Tech Golden Eagles punched their ticket as the Ohio Valley champions. Congratulations to the Golden Eagles. Ladies, you are dancing. Moving right along, the next ticket that was punched, the Chattanooga Monarchs. Chattanooga Monarchs, the Southern Conference champions, they are going dancing. Keep it going as we're rolling on here. The Virginia Tech Hoagies, the history-making Virginia Tech Hoagies, winning their first ever ACC tournament title, punching their ticket into the NCAA tournament. Shout out to their head coach, first black coach of the women's team to win the conference tournament in the ACC with a dominating performance over, over uh, Louisville. Great performance by the Hoagies. Looking forward to see them in the tournament. And they are in this possible. They could get that final number one seed. We already know it's going to be South Carolina, Stanford, and Indiana. You, Indiana. But it looks like Virginia Tech might have made their case for that last number one. We shall see on Selection Sunday. As we move right along, 32-0. Let me say it again. 30, oh, okay, 30, back up some, 32 and zero is the South Carolina game because they're reigning, defending national champions, the champions of the Southeastern Conference, controlling the Tennessee Volunteers on their way to winning a game that they lost last year. Avenging the loss that they took last year. Now they can head into the NCAA tournament as the number one overall team in the land. And the request of back-to-back -back titles continues. Moving right along to the Atlantic 10, the A-10. The St. Louis Billikens, the Lady Billikens, win the A-10 and punch their tickets to the NCAA tournament. Congratulations, ladies. And probably the most dominant performance of this past weekend goes to Caitlin Clark and the Iowa Hawkeyes. Going over the century mark, 105-72 over the Ohio State. Caitlin Clark with a triple-double, 37-10-17. The Iowa Hawkeyes Big Ten champions once again. They will be next. Moving right along. The stunner, the stunner of the week comes from the Pac-12. The Washington State Cougars took down UCLA to win the Pac-12. What a stunner it was. First and foremost, they stunned Utah as what they stunned Utah, who was the second seed in the Pac-12 tournament. They stunned them while UCLA stunned Stanford. Nevertheless, Washington State stunned UCLA to win the Pac-12. The Krugers are going dancing. And then today we will have another ticket punch beginning. That will be getting real shortly as of this recording. The Texas State 
taking on James Madison for the Sun Belt Championship. The one that we punching their ticket to the NCAA tournament. It should be a good matchup. Texas Tech 23 and 8. James Madison 25 and 7. Should be a very interesting match between these two. We shall see which one gets the automatic bid out of the Sun Belt for the NCAA tournament. Later on tonight, FS1, 7 p.m. It is the Big East Championship game. The Yukon Huskies versus the Villanova Wildcats. A rematch that I think Villanova has been waiting on ever since ever since Yukon walked into Villanova and punched them in their mouth. I'm looking for a better game, but if Villanova can't stop, Aaliyah Edwards, it may be all she woke. And UConn goes back to being the dominant force of the Big East. So tonight, 7 p.m., FS1, Big East Championship, UConn, Villanova. Should be okay. Now, beginning today, ladies and gentlemen, starting out very shortly over this recording, the American Championship Tournament begins for the, for the women's in the American Conference. You have Temple. And Wichita State getting it started off. After that, you will see UCF and Tulsa, followed by Cincinnati and Tulane. Those are the three games to kick off the American tournament. And that will be going all the way up to March 9th, this upcoming Thursday for the championship game, to see who from the American Con will be punching their ticket to the NCAA tournament. And also going in, it is the Big 12 tournament, ladies and gentlemen. That tournament will be kicking off Thursday for the ladies. March 9th, the same day as the American Championship. We'll be kicking it off with Texas Tech and Kansas State, followed by Kansas and TCU. We're going all the way down to the Selection Sunday on March 12th to see who from the Big 12 will be knocking their ticket to the Big Dance. By the way, the Texas Longhorns are the number one ranked, are the number one seed of the Big 12, followed by Oklahoma. Can anyone, can anyone knock off those two when it comes to the Big 12 tournament? And with that being said, Charlie Screen's newly updated bracketology. Last four buys, Kansas, Mississippi State, Miami, and Marquette. Last four in, Purdue. St. John, Princeton, West Virginia, first four out, Oregon, Arkansas, Syracuse, Nebraska. That's for our K-State, Washington, Michigan State, and you. As you can see right now, Mississippi State, they're done for playing games as a right for right now. They will be waiting to Selection Sunday. Miami is also waiting for Selection Sunday, as well as Marquette, Purdue, St. John's, Oregon, Arkansas, Syracuse, Nebraska, Washington, Michigan State, and UMass. All these teams that I just named, they are all done playing ball for right now, so they all are going to Selection Sunday. The only teams that can help their cause that is on this list is Kansas, Princeton, West Virginia, K-State. That is it. Everybody else on this list, they're done. They already played their conference tournament, and they have to wait and watch. Okay, that's what that's where we at right now. All right, take a break. Come back. The madness still continues because we still got more to talk about. Welcome to Ringside Chaos. 
the professional wrestling discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. The only professional wrestling podcast in the world where pro wrestling is discussed passionately, with confidence, with great knowledge, and most of all, in the most sophisticated way. So brace yourselves, ladies and gentlemen, because chaos is about to be unleashed. Thing with Tony Khan now being in talks to WWE, I'm going to be honest with you. I spoke to this with Ricky Litwinkowicz, a.k.a. the Master of Mayhem, and he honestly believes that me talking about Tony Khan buying WWEs and basically I'm kind of wasting my time because Ricky believes it's never going to happen. Okay. Now I now don't get me wrong, Ricky, I respect his I respect what he says. He's he could very well be correct, but I gotta be honest with you, the fact that Khan is interested in supposedly buying WWE, I mean, to me that's definitely worth talking about. Now, <laughs> now, I should mention this. Shout out to Ricky, by the way. And I got to mention this, that even Jim Cornette already had something to say. And he said, and I quote, ridiculous to think that could happen, unquote. <laughs> a wrestling fan that's been super supportive of Brody Lee as a wrestler and everything that WWE could have done with him and, you know, everything that he could have shown and, you know, offered for the wrestling business. You know, for me, I, ju- I wasn't just a fan of Brody Lee himself, like in character. I strongly respected him, you know, as a human being. Like, I had a lot of respect for Jonathan Huber. You know, that's Mr. Brody Lee's real name. So basically, I had a lot of respect for Brody Lee, Luke Harper, and of course, Mr. Jonathan Huber. This particular episode was about world class championship wrestling. And the episode title is, you know, WCCW Wrestling's Lone Star Legacy. And because I am the Bear of Texas, and I do hail from the Dallas-Fort Worth area of the state of Texas, World Class Championship Wrestling was basically my territory as far as being a wrestling fan goes. Ladies and gentlemen, Ringside Chaos is available on all streaming platforms including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Shooting Lights Out. Shout out to my man, Alex, the bear man of Texas out there. Uh, does a great job covering wrestling. And we ain't no perfect way to play that because we are on the road to WrestleMania as well. We have March Madness. We got to push their playoffs for the NBA. And we on the road to WrestleMania, which is April 1st and April 2nd. So less than a month away, ladies and gentlemen. So if you're a wrestling fan like I am, check out. Ringside Chaos and get all you get all your news, your notes that you need to get ready for WrestleMania. Those of who are football fans, we could doing breaking news with free. I have never done this on Shooting Lights Up, but I'm gonna do it today. Derek Carr has a, has a has signed with the New Orleans Saints for a four-year, $150 million with a hundred million guarantee. Take that to down. Now, as we can see on Shooting Lights Up again, back to the world basketball. We got to go to the men's side. We have to go to the men's because the men's, they are getting ready for a champ week, okay? 
And there's no other way to do it, but recapping what took place over the weekend with a lot of big games. Starting off with the number two team in the country, one of the teams that's looking to be the number one overall seed coming to the NCAA tournament. The Alabama Crimson Tide walked into College Station against the 24th ranked Texas A&M, and they came out with the L67-61. The Aggies defeat the Crimson Tide. Senior day was for for the Baylor Bears, the seven-ranked team in the country, as Iowa State walked in there and put on the defensive clinic, winning 73-58 to over the Baylor Bears. Same thing can't be said in the Big East when 20th-ranked Providence played host to Seton Hall, and Seton Hall put on the defensive clinic with an offensive display, 82-58, spoiling the Flyers' senior day. The Marquette Golden Eagles, led by Shaka Smart, who should be coach of the year. In my book, he did not let Senior Day get spoiled because in a very toast, tightly contested game with the St. John's Red Storm, the Golden Eagles finished it off 97-94. West Virginia did not take Senior Day lightly. They took a full advantage of their Senior Day, taking down 11-ranked Kansas State 89-81. As we move right along here, the Auburn Tigers, who needed who needs wins left and right to get themselves back on track. They did not disappoint on senior day, taking down the Tennessee Volunteers, the 12 point Tennessee Volunteers, should I say, 79 to 70. Same cannot be said for the Arkansas Razorbacks on their senior day because the Kentucky Wildcats walked in there and they walked out of their victorious 88 to 79. Oklahoma, they had a great senior day. As they took down 22nd ranked TCU 74 to 60. Senior day at Austin, Texas was a very, very happy one for the Texas Longhorns as they put on the display on the third ranked Kansas Jayhawks 75 to 59, beating by a beating at the hands of the defending champs. Can the defending champs get themselves together for the Big 12 tournament? That's a bad loss. Even though it's a top 10 matchup, that's a bad loss on the road to get beat like that. As we continue on, Syracuse, they they keep their hopes of making the NCAA tournament alive with the win versus Wake Forest on their senior day. The Q on was rocking and the Q's handled business. The Orange Men handled their business 72 to 63 over Wake Forest. Let's continue on. Senior day and postseason play is in dire jeopardy for the North Carolina Tar Heels because Duke pulls off the regular season sweep 62 to 57. Dukes gets gets good old revenge on UNC from last season. Now North Carolina has to make a very, very championship run in the ACC tournament to fight off the possibility of not making the NCAA tournament. The Colorado Buffaloes, they sent their seniors home on a good note, winning 69 to 60 over the Utah Utes, two teams who are trying to fight for a resume contention to make the NCAA tournament. The Miami Hurricanes on senior day handled business against 25th ranked Pitt Panthers as they clinch up the number one spot in the ACC tournament, winning 78 to 76.
continue right along here with what we have going on. The Utah, the Utah State Aggies take down Boise State 87, 86 on the Aggies in your day. UCLA in a top and a top 10 match in the Pac-12. They defend home court going 17-0 on the home court of LA, taking down Arizona 82 to 73. The Trojans also doing the same thing as they Crosstown rivals did defending home court on their senior day, 68 to 65 over the Arizona State Sun Devils. Moving right along. Oh, we had a big one in the American number one, Houston. They was in Memphis to take on the Tigers in Houston. Buzzer beater takes down Memphis 67-65, making their case for the number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament. Down to the Big Ten, and it was a doozy one at Happy Valley. The Penn State Lifty Lions did not disappoint senior day as they took down 21st rank. Maryland 65 to 64. Purdue was in a battle with Illinois and West Lafayette, but the Purdue Boilermakers take care of their seniors 76-71 on senior day. Moving right along. The Nebraska Huskies, they won the Iowa Hawkeyes senior day with a stunning upset win, 81-77. Indiana was hosting Michigan with a game that was back and forth that went into overtime, but the Hoosiers did not disappoint senior day, getting the 75-73 win over the Michigan Wolverines, putting their season for a postseason play in jeopardy. The Northwestern Wildcats, they walked into workers, and this gave the Scarlet Knight a beating on senior day, 65-53. Northwestern will be the second seed in the Big Ten tournament. Who would ever have thought that? Now we have some tickets that will punch for the men. Shout out to the UNC Asheville Bulldogs winning the Big South over the weekend. They punched their tickets into the NCAA tournament. Moving right along, the Missouri Valley champions, the Drake Bulldogs, also punching their ticket into the NCAA tournament, winning the Missouri Valley Conference. Continue to move right along. We had the Atlantic Sun be worn over the weekend as the Kinshaw the State. Kinshaw State winning the Atlantic Sun Conference to punch their ticket to the NCAA tournament. They are also going advancing as well. And shout out to the, uh, I don't think he's on here, but I think I got to put them on here. But shout out to the Southeast Missouri State Warehouse punching their ticket by winning the Ohio Valley Conference Championship. And no matter what happens in the Northeast Championship game between uh, Marcus and uh, Fairley Dickinson, Fairley Dickinson gets the automatic bid because their opponents cannot play in postseason play due to the transition from Division Two Division One limitations on that. So those are the ticket sponsors as of right now. And here's where we stand for Jonah Nardi's bracketology as it stands right now. Last four buys Pittsburgh. NC State Auburn Rutgers, last four in 
Mississippi State, Nevada, Wisconsin, Penn State, last first four out, Utah State, Clemson, Oklahoma State, Arizona State, and next four out, Michigan, North Carolina, Vanderbilt, and Oregon. It's a lot of big names that you just see on your screen, what you heard me say. But nevertheless, all these teams still have a chance. Can any one of these teams win their conference tournament? Can any team make a deep run in their conference tournament to hell get their way into the NCAA tournament? Because not all the big schools, now they're ready for conference tournament, okay? Beginning with the uh, men's ACC tournament down in Greensboro, North Carolina. That will take start taking place on tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. Kicking it off with Florida State versus Georgia Tech. Then you have Boston College versus Louisville. Follow up with Virginia Tech versus Notre Dame. You have Miami the one, Virginia the two, Clemson the three, and Duke the four. But all eyes will be on North Carolina. All eyes will be on North Carolina. Hubert Davis, can he make a run to get his squad back into the NCAA tournament? Or is it or will it be done with a quick exit loss either in the second round or the quarterfinals if they get past? a second-round matchup and face UVA. From there, we go to the Big East. The Big East, they'll get started on Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen. You'll have Butler and St. John's kicking it off, followed by DuPont and Seton Hall, and then Georgetown and Villanova. What the goal is, Marquette's the one seed. UConn's the – Marquette's the one seed. Take that back. Xavier's the two seed. Creighton's the three seed. Marquette the four, Providence the five. Championship game will be taking place at Madison Square Garden on Saturday, March 11th, along with the ACC. That championship game will be played on March 11th. Go to the Big 12 tournament, where they get their start off on Wednesday, beginning with West Virginia and Texas Tech. Then Bedlam in the first round of the Big 12 tournament, Oklahoma State versus Oklahoma. You have... You have Kansas the one, Texas the two, K-State the three, Baylor the four. As you can see here, that championship game takes place on Selection Sunday, March 12th. Pac-12 tournament kicking off Wednesday on March 8th. Washington, Colorado kicking it off, followed by Washington State, California, Utah, Stanford, Arizona State, Oklahoma State, where they will see the runners of number one, UCLA, number two, Arizona, number three, USC, and number four, Oregon. Championship game takes place Saturday, March 11th. You have the American Conference. They'll tip off Thursday, March 9th, beginning with East Carolina versus South Florida, followed by SMU and UCF, and Tulsa and Wichita State. And those... And your top seed is Houston, followed by Memphis, Tulane, Cincinnati, and Temple. Championship game, Selection Sunday. The Big Ten Tournament. Big Ten kicks off on Wednesday. Excuse me. You'll see Ohio State and Wisconsin to kick it off, followed by Minnesota and Nebraska. The double buys for the top four seeds are Purdue, Northwestern, Indiana, and Michigan State. Shout out to Michigan State. They turned the ship around. They're starting playing ball. Tom Izzo got that team rocking and rolling. But for this tournament, all eyes are on Michigan. 
People are want to see can Michigan do what they can do to get in. And then you have the SEC tournament that will be kicking off Wednesday, March 8th, where you will see Ole Miss taking on South Carolina, followed by LSU taking on Georgia. Your double buys for the top four seeds are Alabama 1, Texas A&M 2, Kentucky 3, and Missouri 4 championship game is on March 12th. Going to take another break right here, and then we're going to jump into the NBA. The Playmakers blog is proudly to announce that it is sponsored by Fanatics. Fanatics, where you can get all your official license, sports gear, memorabilia, whether it's for the National Football League, the National Basketball Association, Major League Baseball, National Hockey League, or even International Soccer League, or even college sports. So whip your team, whip the hardware, get comfortable, because Fanatics is the way to go. Where sports fans shop and official license everything. That's right, go ahead, get your gear. We are in the month of March, that means March Madness, that means NCAA tournament. Get your gear, do it now. Check out the deals that is on there right now on fanatics.com. Do not miss out, okay? Do what you got to do, all right? Now that we finna jump into the NBA, let's go eat check. Ladies and gentlemen, I have two heat checks today. The first one comes to the Milwaukee Bucks. Even though they took an L, we got to get into during this segment. I got to give them a heat check for them to win 16 in a row. That was just remarkable to be where they at right now. It's remarkable. So I got to give a heat check to the Milwaukee Bucks. In doing so, the Milwaukee Bucks are currently 46 and 18 on the season, number one in the East. Ranked 11 in points per game at 115.6. Number one in rebounding at 49.2. 15 in assists at 25 a game. And fifth in the opponent's points per game at 111.5. They are top 15 in every category, as you can see right here. We all know who's the man of, of the Milwaukee Buzz. That is Giantis into the cupola. One of the front runners for the MVP, along with Nikhil Jokic and Joel Embiid. Giannis is averaging 31 points per game with 12 rebounds and five assists. You can't argue with those numbers. He's not alone. Drew Holiday has been doing his thing, averaging 20 points a game with five boys and seven assists a game. Those are some good numbers to have as a, as a running mate. This run started after they took an L on January 21st to the Cleveland Cavaliers in Cleveland, 114-102. Since then, they went on a tear. They beat Detroit. They beat Denver. They beat Indiana. They beat New Orleans and Charlotte. The Clippers, the Heat, the Blazers in Portland. The Lakers on the road. The Clippers on the road. Boston at home. Bulls at on the road. Miami at home. Phoenix at home. Good game. I watched that game. Went to Brooklyn, take down the Brooklyn Nets, put the put my matches in their place before they end up losing to the Philadelphia 76ers, but winning yesterday against the Washington Wizards. So we're talking one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 
9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. 16 in a row. 17 and 2 in their last 19 games. 17 and 2 in their last 19 games. Think about that. They played 19 games and they went 17 and 2. But the 16 game winning streak in between the two losses. That is, that's hard to do. That is just hard to do to win that way, to win that long. But it's the Milwaukee Bucks, my Eastern Conference champions, to come out of the East. But speaking of that loss, Sixers snap Bucks win streak with late rally, 133 to 130. Down up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. In Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Joel Embiid, 31 points, six boys, 10 assists. Tyrese Massey put in 26. James Harden was the man of the game of that night. 38 points, nine boys, 10 assists. He was a, he was a rebound away from a triple double. Nevertheless, James Harden and Joel Embiid combined for 69 points. 15 boys and 20 assists. But sometimes it's what you got to do to slow down a guy like Giannis and put and get the bus off out the way. That's what they did, and they handled business. For the Milwaukee, Giannis had 34 points, 13 boys, 4 assists. Brooke Lopez, 26 points, 6 boys. Drew Holiday, 26 points, 13 assists. Grayson Allen had a, had a game of his life with 20 points, hitting six threes. Play, pretty much the third quarter was the Grayson Allen show. As he went for off the 20 in the third quarter to get a bucks to lead, but Philly stormed back in the fourth and came out victorious. Nevertheless, the Milwaukee Bucks are number one in the East. They have a game, they have a game and a half a lead on the Boston Celtics. Who for the most part, the Boston Celtics was the front runners of the East for most of the season until this point in time. Philly is four and a half games back on the Bucks, even though they just beat the Bucks. We still got a ways to go. We have about 20, 20 games to go. With Milwaukee has about, let me think, that is, they are 40, 46, 46 and 18. So that's what? 64 games. So they have about 17, about 18 games left. We have about less than 20 games left into the regular season. So there's still time for Boston and Milwaukee to fight back and forth for the overall court advantage of the East. So we shall see how that goes. In those last 19 games that I just referred to, Giannis has been averaging 27.8 points per game on 55.5% shooting, grabbing you 12.2 rebounds, and giving you six assists a game. In the 18 games that Drew Holiday has played during that 19-game stretch, 20 points per game, shooting 50% from the field, 39% from three-point range, giving you five boards a game and and six assists a game. Chris Milton, who's still recovering from injury, he played in the he played in 14, he played in that 14 game stretch. He gave you 14 points a game off the bench, shooting 40, 46% on the field, 31% from three. With five boys and four assists, not bad, but one of the main people who's been helping out, Drew Holiday and Giannis, is Brooke Lopez in the last 18 games, giving you giving you about 16 points per game, shooting 53% from the field, 36 points. 36 from three and giving you seven boards. 
nevertheless, this the the journey's not done yet. This is a very this is a very interesting stretch for the Milwaukee Bucks. The next six games here, you'll see the Magic's. You'll see the Brooklyn Nets. You got to go to Golden State on Saturday for a primetime game. You got the damn fun. After that, you go to Sacramento. You go to Phoenix. That's a three-game West trip to one of the defending champs, two, the surprising Kings, and three, the new-look Suns with Kevin Durant in the lineup. Then you have Indiana and Toronto coming in to finish out this six-game little stretch right here. So, nevertheless, Milwaukee, y'all been doing y'all thing. I can't be mad at you. So y'all get the heat check, and I'm proud of you. Fans across the nation, Ram fans across the world, the playmaker down there silence here, and you have turned into Ramley Talk. Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup said, the GOAT is not getting his ball back. We are ending this right here, right now. And Matthew Stafford did it. Somebody explain to me why does this keep happening with the San Francisco 49ers. You can't stop Debo Sam for whatever reason. You made Jimmy G look like a damn good quarterback. And then the offensive line and defensive line getting their ass whooped by the other ones. Somebody explain this to me. Please. Baker Mayfield was just a walkthrough practice into his tenure with the Rams, and he's out there throwing game winning touchdowns. Just like in the San Francisco game, Aaron Donald gets to Joe Burrow. Burrow tries to get rid of it. It falls, it falls wide and short over to my JP Ryan. Turnover on down. Subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform, whether it be. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and whatever else that you listen to Ramley Talk on. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Cowboys Talk. The Dallas Cowboys got exactly what they deserved. Let me say that one more time, because you know it's true. The Dallas Cowboys got exactly what they deserved. Dak Prescott is overrated and he shouldn't be paid. Okay? And the same thing with Pollard. I mean, Pollard bro- breaking the tackles at that 57-yard touchdown run. I mean, we oh, needed that beautiful. big time. 33 points in the fourth quarter. Let me say that again. 33 points in the fourth quarter. And that's off of four turnovers committed by the Colts. See, at one point, and the fact that at the end of the third quarter, it was 21-19, to and the final score was 54-19. to Now that, ladies and gentlemen, that is completely unexpected. Cowboy Sock is available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Yeah, y'all know what that means. So welcome back to Shooting Lights Out. Yep. Uh, I thought the first time I did this that we had an understanding. I thought the first time when I did this that the message was clear. But it wasn't clear enough, apparently. Because for the second time in this very short life that has been Shooting Lights Out in the first season, 
The Los Angeles Clippers become the first team to get two flagrant fouls in the same goddamn season. For those of you who don't remember doing my preseason show, I picked the Los Angeles Clippers to come out of the goddamn West as they will beat the Memphis Grizzlies in the Western Conference Finals. I will touch on Memphis Grizzlies at the end of the show. Right now, we're going to focus on the Los Angeles Clippers. That's why I'm not on screen right now, okay? Because I want y'all to focus on this team here. The Los Angeles Clippers are 34 and 33. They are currently eighth in the West. They are 22nd in points per game at 112.7. 15 in rebounding at 43. 25th in assists at 23. And 13 at opponent points per game at 113. So the opponents is 0.3 better at scoring. Then Los Angeles Clippers, which is kind of hard to say when you have Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Robert Covington, the list can go on. on. But this was a player that you have. Nevertheless, this is where we are. Kawhi Leonard, 23 points a game, six rebounds, four assists. Running late, Paul George, 20, about 24 points a game, six boys, five assists. Uh, this is around the trade deadline, which was February 9th. So we're talking the 8th, the 10th, the 14th, the 16th, the 24th, the 26th, the 28th, the 2nd, the 3rd, and the 5th. That is 10 games, ladies and gentlemen. This is 10 games. And what you see right here is the Los Angeles Clippers are 3 and 7 in the last 10 games. 3 and 7. Three and seven. You lost to Dallas. You lost to Milwaukee. You lost to the Kings twice. You lost to the Timberwolves. You lost to the Warriors. And you lost to the Nuggets. You beat the Warriors. You beat the Suns. And you beat the Grizzlies. I will touch on the Grizzlies, like I said later. This is what you looked like in the last ten games. This is what you looked like since you acquired Russell Westbrook. Since he was bought out by the Utah Jazz. One and five. You was 0 and five until you played the Grizzlies last night. The Kings in that historic game of 176 to 175. You lose. You come back and you lose to the Denver Nuggets 134 to 124. And then you come back on national television again against the Minnesota Timberwolves and you lose to them 108-101. And then you had Golden State down without Steph Curry, without Andrew Wiggins, without Draymond Green, only Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson, and you lost that game. So Jordan Poole went off with 20-something points in the third quarter, and they came back and beat you 115-91. And then you lost to the Kings again, 128-127. 0-5. Before last night's game with the Grizzlies, since you required Russell Westbrook. That is a huge problem. You have Russell Westbrook, you have Kawhi Leonard, you have Paul George, you have Norman Powell, who's injured riser right now, you have Eric Gordon, you have Robert Covington, okay? You have Lakers Patuna, you have Marcus Morris, you have Miles Plummer, who's been playing his ass off with Zubas being down. 
Yet y'all can't get it together. This is a problem. This is a goddamn problem. Paul George in the last six games, 27 points a game, shooting 45% from the field, 33% from three, seven boys, and about five assists. This is Paul George, PG-13. Kawhi Leonard, the last five games, 31 points a game, shooting 56 and a half on the field, shooting 53 from three-point range while grabbing you six and a half rebounds a game. And then we get to this. I think I'm going to be on camera for this one. So let's do this. That is Dre Green of the Golden State Warriors. Guarding Russell Westbrook, who has the ball in his hand at the three-point line. Do you see what Draymond Green is standing? Draymond Green is standing right below the dotted U-shaped lines in the paint. Well, the Westbrook is out here at the three-point range. The disrespect is real when it comes to Russell Westbrook. I'm finna show you why the disrespect is real for Russell Westbrook. Because, you know why Draymond Green is doing this? I'm gonna show you why Draymond Green is doing this. Because since joining the Los Angeles Clippers was a Westbrook, you have been scoring 15 points a game, shooting 52% from the field, but 28 from three. Why is Raymond Green standing right there? You are shooting 28% from three. That is why. You can have that all you want to, Russell Westbrook, but you ain't coming in the paint. 27 is a better number to the defense than 52. And what's the rest of his case? He needs to know that 52 is better than 28. So let me get my ass inside the damn three-point line and find a way to get to the goddamn hole. Otherwise, they're going to continue to do this to you. Shoot. Shoot it. Shoot it. Go for it. Because... 28 is a very lovely number for defenses. That is a lovely. This three-point percentage is a very lovely number for defenses. But this 52 from the field is not a lovely number. We'll take it. And then you ain't rebounding like you used to. You only give me four rebounds a game since John Nicholas four. Now he is giving me eight assists a game, but you also give me four turnovers a game too. So since joining the Clippers, but when you with the Lakers. You was averaging 16 points a game, shooting 41% from the well, 42% from the field, shooting 30% from three, grabbing six rebounds, seven assists with three and a half turnovers a game, and 52 games with the Lakers with three starts of this season. Not the same number that you're putting up right now, Mr. Russell Westbrook. But it's not on you. It's not on you. It's not all on you. And it will never be all on you, Russell Westbrook, because you're not the leader of the team. That would be one, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. This, ladies and gentlemen, what you've seen right here is the standings before the All-Star break. So, when we was coming out the All-Star break, these were the standings. You see the Devil Nuggets, 41 and 18. Men's Grizzlies, 30, 35 and 22. 
Third seed, the Sacramento Kings at 32 and 25. And who's the fourth seed? Oh, that's the Clippers. 33 and 28. 33 and 28. 33 and 28. Remember that. They were the fourth seed going into the going into the break after the All-Star. Look where we stand right now. Denver is still number one. Memphis is still number two. Sacramento is still number three. But all of a sudden, Phoenix is four. Golden State is five. Wait a minute. Golden State was nice. They was at 500. They at fifth. Wait a minute. Minnesota. Minnesota was at eighth. They at sixth. The Dallas Mountains, they were at six. They had seven. They dropped the spot. But it's the damn Clippers who dropped from 48. Remember, 33-28 before the All-Star break. Now they are 34 and 33. One. And a five since the All Star break. One and five. We went from four to eight. Four to eight in six games. Six. It took six games to get you out of the playoffs into into the play in. You had a playoff spot. Matter of fact, you not only had a playoff spot, you had the whole quarter in the first round. So being in the freaking play in now. What is going on in Los Angeles? Steve Bum about to lose his freaking mind right now. Koala and Paul George. Y'all the leaders of the team. Do something about it. And I'm not even done. That's the crazy part. Because these are the nice games that they got. You got Toronto coming in Wednesday. Then you got to play the way the hot knees was on. I'm about to get into in the next segment. Then you got Golden State. That's on national television. Good gracious. My magic get to come. My magic get to play you. Then you go to Portland. You at OKC. OKC, no. OKC coming to you back to back games. You got the Pelicans coming to you. You got the Bulls coming to you before you go to Memphis. Literally, this is your next 10 games. Let's see. 8th, 11, 15, 18, 19, 21st, 23rd, 25th, 27th, 28th. This is your next 10 games. Eight of them is at home. Nine of them is on the West Coast. If y'all can't do nothing with this schedule, it's going to be hell. And for the Clippers. And trust me, Laker Nation, is, Laker Nation is loving this right now. Okay? Laker Nation is loving this. Yana Heavy, uh, Jonathan Mathis, uh, Big Baby Jonathan. I'm just shouting out people of Laker, of Laker fans that I know. They are going when they when they listen to this, they are going to let it because I'm killing the Clippers and not the Lakers. And my dumb ass hit the Clippers come out the West. Y'all make me look like a dumb ass, right? That's why I'm pissed off. But this is what I gotta deal with. I'm not the only one Ashley Baker, she picked y'all to. I think Phoenix, he picked y'all to. Shout out to Sports After Dark, by the way. That was a very good sports space man on twitter i love that space shout out to sports after dark but this is what i got to deal with along with ashley and phoenix this is what we got to deal with along with couple nation this is what we got to deal with all this damn talent y'all can't put it together 
but be at the Los Angeles Lakers without LeBron beating the Golden State Warriors. Make it make sense. So the Clippers. Teron Lou. Y'all need to figure it out. Y'all need to figure it out. Quick passing in the hurry. Y'all went from home court as a four seed to the playing spot in a matter of a handful of games. Figure it out and figure it out now and get it right because I still picked you to come out the damn West. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Into the Net FC. Kylian Mbappe just all of a sudden finally understood his role, and I think he finally understood that everything Kylian Mbappe has accomplished already, you know, there is still a hell of a lot waiting for him in the future. Kylian Mbappe is only 24 years old. He has accomplished so much, and you know what? Kylian Mbappe has not even reached his prime. Finally seeing, you know, the Marcus Rashford we have been hoping for for such a long time, you know. But, you know, this game, you know, after after everything Manchester United has been, you know, doing lately, you know, th this was actually the ultimate test, you know, to see if Manchester United, you know, all, honestly was all of a sudden for real. I, I explain this. The United States, maybe they have to suffer this loss as a lesson to learn to prepare for the future. Because four years from now, the World Cup is in not one, not two, but three countries. The United States of America, Canada, and Mexico. Into the NetFC is available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. I did tell you I had two heat checks. We did our first one on the Milwaukee bus, and our second heat check comes to the borough, the Mecca, Madison Square Garden, the New York Knickerbockers, as the New York Knicks are on a nine-game winning streak. That's what they did last night at TD Garden, which I will get into in a minute. The New York Knicks are 39-27 and 27 in the East, currently fifth in the East. They are 12th in points per game at 115 and a half. Third in rebounding at 47. 30th in assists. That's damn near last, but nevertheless, we ain't going to do that. And they are eighth in a points, points per game, which means they play defense 112 a game. Give it up. You know the head man of the New York Knickerbockers. That would be one Julius Randle. Giving you 25 a game with 10 boards and four assists. Not not bad numbers. Good numbers. Good numbers. He has a running mate in Jalen Brunson who's giving you 24 points a game along with six assists a game. They said nine game winning streak started off on February 11 against the Utah Jazz. They took down their cross-town rivals in the Brooklyn Nets. They went into Atlanta, gave Trey Young and Jamonte Murray a loss. Went to the Capitol and gave the Wizards a loss. Beat down the Zion List Pelicans. Beat the Boston Celtics at, at MSG. Beat the Nets. They crossed time rivals in the Nets again. Went down to South Beach and beat the Miami Heat. And then again went to Boston at TD Garden and beat the Boston Celtics last night. 
And speaking of last night, this is how the game went. 131 Knicks, 129 Celtics, and double overtime. Double overtime. Back and forth game, nail biting, fighting back and forth. Very good, lovely game. Julius Randle, 31 points, nine, nine boys and four assists. No Jalen Bronson. So RJ Barrett picked up some of the slack with 29 points on 11 boys, but a Mario quickly, the backup point guard, the one who's behind Jalen Brunson. 38 points, eight boys, seven assists, and 55 minutes of action. What a performance by you, young man. What a performance by you, young man. By the way, shout out to Wise Hefe. Shout out to Wise Hefe. Shout out to Stephen A. Smith. Uh, shout out to Dre Day, who know who is pretty much a Brooklyn fan, but he does rep New York like that. So he would he would take pleasure in, in me talking to Knicks right now. Shout out to all the Knicks fans right here. I'm happy to oblige to do this because I can't I couldn't know what the bus did, but I also can't know what the Knicks did. So I had to, so I had to find a way to fit both into the show without causing much problems. So this is what I'm doing. But this game last night, good job by the Knicks. Speaking of the Knicks and the Celtics, the Knicks have won this regular season series 3-1. The Celtics won the first meeting back in November 133-118. And ever since then, ever since the counter turned to 2023, it's been the Knicks 120-117 on January 26th. 109 to 104 back in February 27th, part of this current nine-game winning streak. And then last night, 131-129 in double overtime. Which means the, the New York Knicks have went into TD Garden twice and beat the Celtics in their own game. While splitting at Madison Square Garden. That's a lot to be said on that one. They're going to TD Garden and beat the, and beat the Celtics twice in their own building. Gotta give the Knicks their props. They, they are walking to the enemy territory and they are not afraid of the moment. Continuing on. Julius Randle in the last six games is giving you 32 points a game, shooting 53 and a half on the field, shooting 48 from three, giving you seven boys and four assists a game. Like I said, good numbers, very good numbers for Jalen, for Julius Randle. Jalen Brunson in the last eight games because he missed last night's game, 27 and a half points per game, shooting damn near 60% from the field and 43 from three. Give you five assists a game. This, this man is almost shooting 60% from the field and almost 43% from three. This man's shot selection is remarkable for Jalen Brunson. The best offseason acquisition of the of the NBA with high sight being 2020 right now is Jalen Brunson getting picked up by the Knicks. But they wasn't done. They got Josh Hart. On the trade deadline, since the trade, Josh Hart coming off the bench has given the Knicks 11 points a game, shooting 61 and a half on the field, shooting 59 from three, giving you five boards and at least three assists off the bench. That is bench production right there, ladies and gentlemen. When you can get your bench to give you double figures in scoring, shooting efficiently from the field by giving you Efficient rebounding or maybe efficient assist in one of the two categories. That is very good bench production. But 
how long does his ministry keep going? The market buzz got to 16. Here are the next five games for the New York Knicks. They have Charlotte tomorrow. And then this is when things get interesting, ladies and gentlemen, because they got to go to Sacramento on the ninth on the national televised game on TNT. After that, they have the Clippers at Crypto.com. And then after that, they have on Selection Sunday, the Los Angeles Lakers at Crypto.com on ESPN. And finally, the Portland Trailblazers in Portland. So you have the Carolina Portland road trip ahead for the Knicks. Can they survive this gauntlet here at King, at Clippers, at Lakers, and at the Portland Trailblazers? But for right now, the New York Knickerbockers, you are getting a heat check on the plate. One last break, and then we'll get ready to close it out. The Playmakers Bar is proudly to announce that it lettered a partnership deal with Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus. Stream live sports from any device that you have, whether it's your computer, laptop, or even your cellular device. Catch breaking news live when it happens, and enjoy a mountain of entertainment from movies to shows to whatever you love doing. Paramount Plus. Plan starts at $4.99 a month, but right now you can get a free trial. Just hit that link below with the Playmakers blog and start your free trial right now. Paramount Plus, Mountains of the Entertainment. Yes, 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 yes. Paramount Plus is, you need to get it. You need to get it now with March Madness on the horizon. You want to get it now because you know all the games from March Madness will be streaming on Paramount Plus. So you want to get it now. We're talking CBS, Nickelodeon, MTV, BET, uh, live news channels. We're talking about all that. Mountains of Entertainment, movie shows from all these other channels. I mean, Paramount Plus is where it's at. You can get a free trial, a free week, a full seven-day week trial right now. Hit the link in the show notes to get your free trial. Check out Paramount Plus. Get it now. Get it set, especially with Mark Madness coming around the corner. All right. There's one last thing we need to do before we get out of here. We need to have a conversation about the mental security in general. Right? First and foremost, this has been a rough weekend for the mental security. A very rough weekend, I can say the least. Uh, Dylan Bush gets suspended for a game because he got his 16 technical foul. Brandon Clark gets injured against the Denver Nuggets, the same game where uh, Dylan Bush got his 16 technical. Brandon Clark is injured. We finally got word on yesterday. He has torn his Achilles, his Achilles in his left foot, and he's out for the season. But the big news is John Morant. And John Morant is away from the team for at least two games. This is how they first reported for at least two games after he did an Instagram live in the, in the club waving a gun, what appears to be a gun. Then, as you see here, Taylor Jenkins comes out and says, There's no time to put John Morant's return to the Grizzlies. Now, John Morant did come out and he did, he did apologize to his family. He apologized to his fans. 
He apologized to his teammates, to his coaches. He apologized to the Memphis organization. He apologized to the city of Memphis for what has been trying times for them and for him. He said he needs help and he's going to find the help that he needs to get him back. You heard me say earlier that I had the Memphis Grizzlies going against the Los Angeles Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. But I had the Clippers winning it and making it to the NBA Finals. It needs to be said that the, the talent that this team had with John Moran, Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, Jerry Jackson Jr., Stephen Allen in the middle, uh, Xavier Taylor off the bench, that there was a good possible chance that this team could make it to the Western Conference Finals and possibly the NBA Finals. I had to get on with this earlier this season because the immaturity is a problem why people are overlooking the Memphis Grizzlies. That they don't take the Memphis Grizzlies seriously. They are immature. They are not maturing yet to be taken serious. All of a sudden, Shannon Sharp and the Memphis team get into it. Dylan Brooks and Dylan Mitchell get into it. It's never anything with the Memphis Grizzlies. And the reason why people are don't take them seriously seriously. You have the team, you have the roster. What you don't have is betting and leadership. Someone asked me earlier about Stephen Adams. Never saw Stephen Adams as a leader, as a guy who can pull the troops together, galvanize them, and get them in there going in the right direction. Your face of your franchise is John Morant. He is away from the team. And him being away for the team, the one game that y'all played, y'all went out of gas. Because the same team that I just put in the favorite file not that long ago in the Los Angeles Clevers decided to give up 51 points to the Jama Wentless Memphis Grizzlies in the third freaking quarter. Now, John Morant's there. The Clippers lose that game, and I'm having a different attitude and discussion, which would not be sent around the Memphis Grizzlies. It would be around the damn Los Angeles Clippers. Now, the Clippers did win 135-129 over the Grizzlies. But the Grizzlies outscored them 51-30 to in the third quarter, in which the Clippers had to return the favor with a 38-17 fourth quarter victory that led them to a victory. John Morant is a spectacular player and he is a gamer. From what's been circling around with rumors, statements, and whatnot. You're not, you're not, you're not where you're supposed to be at. You haven't matured yet, but how can you? But there's no veteran leadership. John Morant's the face of the Grizzly organization. This is the best Grizzly team that I had ever seen assembled. Even better than when they have Marcus All and Zebo Zach Randolph on that team. Because this team is young. This team is hungry. This team is about it. 
The problem is they are about it so freaking much that it translates to unnecessary things either on the court or off the court. On the court, Dylan Brooks getting into it with Donovan Mitchell and other players like and even and even with celebrities like Shannon Sharp. Off the court, what John Moran has been doing. Now you've been investigated for allegedly beating up a 17-year-old. We have Indiana Pacers fans talking about red lights being beamed at them during that time when y'all was in Indianapolis or Indianapolis was there. Now we have this. There's a lot going on in Memphis. And Memphis needs to get it together because if they don't, their championship window, which is a very good window right now, is going to collapse before they know it. So I pray that John Moran gets the help that he needs. I pray that he has to keep the right people in his ear to tell him what's the situation, what's going to happen if we don't change. I pray for the Memphis Grizzlies organization that they can get a veteran leadership in there and get somebody who can help these young men reach their full potential. And my prayers and thoughts go to Brendan Hart on his healthy, safe, speedy recovery from your Achilles tear, sir. And I hope going forward the Grizzlies can show who they really are and how good they really can be. Thank y'all for tuning in to Shooting Lights Out today. Thank you for your support. Continue to follow me. Continue to follow the brand, the podcast, and all streaming platforms. Continue to follow us on YouTube. Follow us on our website as we are tracking all things conference championship right now. So keep that in mind. Our website, we are tracking every conference championship winners. So you can go on there right now. You will see the updated version of the conference championship trackers. We'll continue to update it today with the with the two Ladies tournaments that's going on the Big E's and the Sun Belt, we'll get those up there and running. Once those games go final, continue to follow throughout the whole week. We'll be covering it. And once we get the details done for the uh, NCAA tournament bracket, we'll let you know what the prizes are. It will be a prize for both the men's and women's. We'll get that out as soon as we can. I am the playmaker down in silence. I'll catch y'all later. Peace.